As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. We're going to let this stream breathe just for a second. Make sure we're nice and stable. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kalberman. Zach, as is our want lately, man, we're just sitting here on our thumbs over these last two days. You know, we, we sign off on Monday night with our listeners, and then, of course, the you-know-what hits the fan Tuesday and, of course, this morning, but I'm just – Stoked to finally be back on the show and ready to talk about what's transpired in Broncos country since then. How you doing, bro? I'm good, and same as you, Chad. I mean, the Broncos really unleashed a tide of moves the last 48 hours or so, and we have to catch up on everything from our last show. And it's just been, you know, a lot of roster reconstruction going down. The Chris Harris Jr. news that just came out a little while ago, which you know, I know you want to talk about. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about just Broncos' literal free agent moves and all the transactions that they're making. This is the most exciting time of the offseason to me. Let's – uh Here's what we're going to do today, guys. Of course, Chris Harris Jr. signs Zach. Ironic how he passes on the $13 million per year offer from the Broncos last fall. For less. Thinking, now, part of it part of it was, let's be fair to Chris, part of it was he didn't like that only year one was guaranteed. And apparently this new deal with the Chargers, according to Troy Rank, it's mostly guaranteed. So we'll see how it shakes out once, once the exact details of that contract come to light. However, $10 million APY compared to the 13 John Elway was offering last fall, suddenly Elway doesn't quite look like the, the front office miser that Harris was kind of making him out to be. And you know what? It just proves everything that we expected, everything we talked about. Chris Harris Jr. really oversold his value, Chad. He really overrated himself, and he thought he was going to get top five cornerback money, maybe even top three cornerback money like a Byron Jones, and he came nowhere close to that number. Two years, $20 million. It's almost a prove-it deal when you consider that James Bradbury's of the world are getting $15, $16 million a year. That For Chris Harris Jr., a former All-Pro, former Pro Bowler, settling for that, languishing on the open market, taking a two-year deal, mostly guaranteed, not even fully guaranteed for those two years. I just think it was a massive loss for him, and I think he, sh- he should have taken the Broncos' offer when they they floated it. It's all pride. It's all ego. He'd rather turn down more money to say, I'm sticking it to them. I want to go shop my wares around. It was all ego, and he hurt himself in the long run. 
I finally did just get it on Facebook for what it's worth, guys. Apologies. Our Facebook audience that is just joining us now, I don't know why it didn't automatically go to Facebook. I had to do it a little bit different tonight. But anyway, welcome in for those of you just joining us on Facebook, Huddle Up Podcast Live, Chad Jensen, Zach Kelberman. Guys, we have a great show for you tonight. We are just looking forward to seeing what's on your guys' mind as well. We're going to bring on Luke Patterson, the newest staff writer at Mile High Huddle, introduce you to, to him, get some boots on the ground perspective, what's happening with your Denver Broncos. First, though, guys, a couple of really quick matters of business. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. As you know, simply the best way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with this show in real time. And while you're at it, make sure you follow the main account, at Mile High Huddle, on Twitter as well for up-to-date, to the minute, to the second, Broncos news and analysis. And then, of course, when you get some time, guys, just a a gentle reminder, head on over to huddleuppod.com, the merch store. Grab yourself one of these hats you see that Zach and I are sporting right now. There's shirts. There's all kinds of different hoodies, things you can get. It's another organic way to help support Mile High Huddle, what we're doing, and the show. And, Zach, before we welcome on Luke, let me just grab Steven here, who's already jumping in. Before we even went live, hanging out in the room, Jumps in already on Super Chat, one of our superstars for a long, long time. Sporting that MHH gear like a true baller. Steven jumps in, $10 donation. Thank I'm you, excited Steven. for next season, Zach. So am I, and thank you for the, do- for the donation, Steven. I am as well, and the Broncos really set themselves up. I- I've been getting so many questions on Twitter and so many uh, queries as to why the Broncos were sitting on their hands, why they weren't making so many moves. This is how the Broncos operate, and you know what? They shored up a bunch of their positions, Chad. Cornerback, defensive line, backup quarterback, I mean, interior, the secondary. They really were calculated and deliberate, and I think I like the Broncos free agent hall. It makes me more excited to go into the draft and next season. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You know what? Let's bring on Luke. And instead of setting this up as a format where we're, we're interviewing Luke, We'll just, for a 10-minute window, we'll bring him on, talk to him a little bit, get his thoughts on Jarrell Casey, which was a huge move we woke up to Wednesday morning. The Broncos moved mountains, stole Jarrell Casey from the Tennessee Titans for a song and a seventh-round pick. 
Let's. Uh, there's so many super chats already wow. stacking up. People are clamoring. They want to talk. Wow. Let's bring on Luke and the tr- the three of us for a little ten minute window or whatever. We'll go through and answer everybody's questions. So I'm going to grab Luke real quick, guys. Introduce you to the newest MHH staffer, Luke Patterson. Joins us. How you doing, Luke? Doing well. Thanks for having me, fellas. As you can see here, you want to follow him on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. This is a guy that, again, he's the newest staffer to Mile High Huddle, but he's had a few previous stops in the old Broncos blogosphere, and he's already done Yeoman's work for Mile High Huddle. We sent him to the Wyoming Pro Day. We sent him to the CU Pro Day back when we were all allowed to still leave our houses, right? But uh, yeah, Luke, we're uh, we wanted to get your thoughts on just basically what's happened these last three days with the Denver Broncos, and while we're doing it. Uh, answer some of these questions from our listeners. But before we get to the to the listeners, if you were to sum up the Denver Broncos approach through these first, we'll count the two legal tampering days and then today's first opening of the new league year, how would you sum it up? Cerebral. I think that John Elway is uh, a figure that does not like to make the same mistake twice. And I think that he's finally found someone that he respects enough to take the um, heat and put the weight off his shoulders. You look at Vic Fangio, described by multiple people, including Troy Rank. You know, he looks at Vic Fangio like he did his dad, Jack. And I think Vic Fangio's weight ultimately holds just a little bit truer for John right now. And you're not seeing the $53 million payout, you know, that DJ Reader got with the Cleveland Browns, or excuse me, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And, you know, I, I think by harnessing some of the, and unlike last year where you're initially spitting out money for a safety and an offensive tackle and a cornerback who never really saw the field, you're seeing a different approach where Elway's being a lot more cautious. He's doing his research and he's not being impulsive. He's being very decisive. And I think his decision decisions are responsible and they're going to pay dividends. Zach, your thoughts about the Casey move or the free agent hall in general, Just your overall, I mean, I, if you were to I, sum up these last three days, I, I agree. It was very deliberate. It was very calculating. And that's just the way John Elway likes to operate. Chad, he, he gets his guy on day one. Usually that was Glasgow yesterday. Then he kind of sits back a little bit and lets the market dictate what players are available. Their, their rates are going down every day. A player is on the open market. They're going to be cheaper to sign. And he wanted his guys. He got a backup quarterback. He got Jarrell Casey. Like you mentioned, Chad, for a steal, I mean, you got two Pro Bowls, this, Pro Bowl players this offseason for a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick. That is crazy value, even though you're taking on their contracts. You short up all your positions defensive line, offensive line, backup quarterback, secondary. It allows you to go in the draft the full BPA approach. That's just the way Elway likes to operate. So, really, no complaints for me. The cool thing, too, guys, about the Jarrell Casey edition, I mean, we all know he's a five time Pro Bowler, but what a lot of people lost in the shuffle is he's been to five straight. Pro Bowls. All right. So this, even though he's 30, just turned 30 in December, you know, he's, his best days aren't behind him yet. There's no empirical evidence to suggest that, you know, his glory days are in the past. He's a little bit on the older side in terms of the perfect window. We look at the analytics like Thomas Hall sussed out a couple of weeks ago on defensive linemen and when is the best time to invest and whatnot with the second, in this case, probably a third contract for, for Jarrell Casey's probably on his third. Either way, I'm comfortable with that because he still has the momentum. Now, he might end up only having a one- or two-year shelf life in Denver. We'll see. But so far, so good. Let's grab Jonathan Jumps in on Super Chat with a $10 donation. We love you, John. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. I'm not sad 
to see Chris Harris go due to the decline in his play over the past two seasons. And Luke, I'll serve this over to you first really quick here. Chris Harris Jr. publicly was pining. Please put me on the outside. I want to be the number one corner when they keep to lead left, right? So they do so. And Vic Fangio even really puts the pressure on him last year in the wake of all those injuries to the cornerback position. And then Harris goes out and has arguably his worst season as a pro. How do, what do you attribute that to? Uh, scheme. I think that Chris Harris Jr. is obviously very comfortable in the slot. I still consider him a top five player in his position at the slot. Uh, he's not the player that he once was, but that's okay. A good, solid cornerback is very hard to find, and Chris Harris Jr. is still above that. I just think in the zone scheme with Vic Fangio's defense, it just wasn't a natural fit. Uh, sometimes it's a t- it's it's time for a change of scenery for guys, for coaches, players. I don't know that this was the right fit. Uh, it feels weird, and uh, it's funny everybody's practicing social distancing because right now it feels like half of Broncos country is distancing themselves from Chris Harris Jr., much like that question, um, but it's tough. you got to appreciate what Chris Harris Jr. brought to the Denver Broncos. He's a surefire ring of famer. Uh, he sent out a very heartfelt tweet to Broncos country, and look forward to it because you're going to see Cortland Sutton on that cat. You're going to see, you know, who is it going to be CeeDee Lamb? Who's going to be Henry Ruggs? Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the number two wide receiver? Because I don't believe the Broncos are going to be going after Robbie Anderson. Does not seem like a good fit. But Broncos country will miss Chris Harris Jr. I think the Broncos, I wish they could have got something done. I just, you know, once those those bridges are burnt, it's really hard to come back from that. We have got the super chats stacking up, Zach. And he, of course, Luke just mentions Robbie Anderson. Mm. That, that's going to be no skin off our, off our teeth if the Broncos pass on Robbie Anderson. One trick pony. He's arrested every three days. It seems like he's going to be expensive. I do not want him in the least. You can just draft a Ruggs, a Lamb, a Justin Jefferson, a Jerry Judy. There's so many good receivers in this draft class at a fraction of the cost who can do more than just run nine routes down the field. Draft that guy. Do not spend any money on a veteran wide receiver as far as I'm concerned. Dylan jumps in, longtime listener of the show, Super Chat Superstar, very consistent. We love you, Dylan. Appreciate you, brother. $5 donation. He says, were the signings we made so far enough to calm down Broncos country? Guys, I don't know about you, but I think in the wake of the Jarrell Casey signing this morning, I started seeing fans kind of loosen up a little bit more and get a little bit more excited, kind of come out of their shells a little bit on social media with regard to how the Broncos have attacked free agency thus far. They never should have been uncom, though, Chad. This is the way Elway operates every single season. It's what he does every offseason. He he loves to get his guy in day one, then kind of sit back a little bit. And Broncos fans were wanting to be like the Raiders or the Redskins. And I even tweeted yesterday, how has that worked out for the Raiders the last two decades, signing all these free agents? You build from within. You supplement the roster with free agents, and you build from the draft. So I like Elway's approach. I agree with Zach. And, you know, to add to that piggyback a little bit you do build from within and i'm a draft guy i think that you build in the nfl draft it's why i go to tampa see the shrine game boots on the ground there um talent can come from anywhere and you you start talking about these wide receivers there's some wide receivers in the late rounds that a lot of folks haven't even mentioned yet including Juwan johnson out of the university of oregon justin herbert's one of his favorite targets so yeah we can get wide receivers um I think that Broncos country, much like the rest of USA right now, they're they're waiting. And, you know, it's just one of those those 
trickle down effects that you want this big splash. You want to see a DeAndre Hopkins kind of move. <laughs> and it's just not realistic because those moves don't happen that much. But like Zach alluded to earlier, when you get a mountain of a man to secure your defensive line for a pick that wasn't even yours, New England's in the Duke Dawson trade. That's a good point. Pretty damn good. And last time I checked, you know, with, with the Bouye trade, that was San Francisco's draft pick as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that was so, Emmanuel Sanders. So, so Elway, Elway playing with some house money, Zach. Absolutely. So I think Zach and Chad, you guys are exactly right. This is Elway being smart. This is Elway being patient. And I do think he's he's changing his ways just a little bit. You got to listen to Vic. You got to listen to the Don. Amen to that. Now we've got we only got a few more minutes here with Luke. Luke's got to get ready for. Uh, He'll be on 104.3 The Fan with Cecil Lammy tonight at 8.30. So those of you in Denver, make sure you tune in, check out that conversation. And even if you're not in Denver and listen to Terrestrial Radio, find it online. You can stream it online. Check out that conversation that's coming up tonight between Luke and uh, Cecil Lammy. Josh jumps in on Super Chat. $2 donation. Appreciate you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. He says, at least Chris Harris didn't go to KC. L.A. is rebuilding. And, Zach, I want to throw this one your way. That was one of the ironies of where he chose to sign. Obviously, money probably had the most to do with it, but we know one of the factors that he talked about publicly is where, where he would end up landing is, are they competitive or am I going to be put in a position to win? That's a dang good-looking secondary, but minus a quarterback, it's hard to see the Chargers doing anything, but as Alstrom points out there, uh, rebuild. Minus a quarterback and a fan base, Chad, to speak of. He's going from one of the best fan bases in the league in Broncos country to a literal, you know, apathetic group in L.A. But that's all spite from Chris Harris Jr. I mean, to take that deal, stay in the division for less than what the Broncos offered, it's, again, ego, and it's a way for him to face the Broncos and try to get back at them for what he considers uh, perceived disrespect. But I'm looking forward to Colton Sutton owning him twice a year for the next couple of years. All right, Luke. I'm going to let you riff on this one, and then we'll cut you loose for tonight. And, of course, we'll look forward to getting you back on the show. Maybe each and every week moving forward, have you on, bring you on a segment. Uh, it'll be fun. But Chase jumps sure. in on Super Chat, longtime listener, $2 donation. Thank you. He says, gutsy move to not use a tender on Bosby. And, Luke, it ends up paying dividends because the Broncos end up getting him back on a one-year deal for close to, from what I've been told, league minimum. Yeah, absolutely, Chase. That's a really good comment. Uh, that's a comment you're not really hearing. So that's the first time I've heard that. Really respect that. Excellent. Appreciate the donation. Um, that's, a, that's a move that the Broncos had to make because the secondary still needs depth. Even with A.J. Bouye, even with him getting in the playbook, um, it's a defense that still has Bryce Callahan, who's never played a 16-game season. So this was a very critical move. It happened to go John Elway's way. Um a good signing for the Broncos, but they're not done in the defensive backfield. Right now, it sounds like they're looking at DBs in the draft. Also sounds like they're going to go towards the center in the draft, but definitely a sneaky move by number seven. Still showing he's got that sleight of hand. Guys, make sure you're following Luke on Twitter, at Luke Patterson LP, as you can see on the screen there, for those of you listening after the fact, at Luke Patterson LP. Check him out tonight, 104.3 The Fan with Cecil Lammy, about 8.30 Mountain Time. Uh, I'll be listening to that conversation. Always great listening to Cecil, and it'll be fun to hear Luke's thoughts on the topics of the day as well. Luke, thanks for joining us, my brother. We'll get you back on soon. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Chad. Be good, fellas. You bet. Thank, Thank you, buddy. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, 
You'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right. Always great talking to Luke. Very knowledgeable, very plugged in in Denver. We'll uh, we'll we'll get him back on the show as we march further and deeper into the offseason. But Zach, we have so many super chats stacking up. Let's try and mow through these because I don't. I'm worried about the the comment stream jumping and doing its thing. So let's let's muscle through these and see what's on the mind of our great listeners. Ariel jumps in, five dollar uh, donation on super chat. Thank Appreciate you Ariel. you, Ariel. I am locked in. My house. Excited <laughs> to hear you guys. Please stay safe out there. Go Broncos. It was Appreciate well. you, Ariel. Watch yeah, we're all we're all trying to practice that social distancing, right, Zach? Yeah, I mean, as best as possible. It's cabin fever setting in, but we're all trying. Big Daddy Kane jumps in with authority off the top rope. Ten dollar donation. Appreciate you, Thank Big you. Daddy Kane. Harris to the Chargers. Damn, I like the moves Elway is doing though. Yeah, it's bittersweet, right, Zach? Seeing Chris Harris go, knowing what his contributions have been to Broncos canon, you always hate to see an all-timer. You hate to see him go, but it's just the nature of the business, and it's not as if the Broncos didn't, in many ways, bend over backward to try and keep him in, keep this from right. happening. But I, what more could they have done, Chad? They gave him, they offered him thirty-six over three years. They gave him a three million dollar bump in salary, which they weren't obligated to do. It's just the nature of the business, and it's always better, as Bill Belichick coined, to move on from a player a year too early versus a year too late. And that's what Chris Harris Jr. I mean, that's just what he—he's not the same player as he was in his twenties, and that's just reality. It doesn't mean I don't have an agenda, I don't have a motive. It's just my eyes, and it's just common sense. He is not the same player that he was, and the Broncos were wise to move on. Father Time remains undefeated. That's right. Wow. And eventually it'll claim it'll claim Tom Brady. Now, Juan, a donation wow. like this it is it blows our mind. It's unbelievable to <sighs> us. You have no idea how much this means to to Zach and I. And uh, all I can wow. tell you is that we are extremely grateful and humbled by this kind of support, Zach. Touched completely. Just com- there's no words to describe the support that all of Broncos fans have given us, Chad. But Juan, that's it's unbelievable. Thank you so much. He says, great content, fellas. Been watching you guys since I lived in Dallas a year ago. I think this is the most important free agency in draft since I can remember. What do you guys think? Juan, again, thanks, my friend. Zach, here's what I'll say to his question and to his point. John Elway has now stacked two very good draft classes back-to-back. You got the most critical component for roster building in the last draft in Drew Locke. You need one more really good offseason to complete this 
rebuild process. So I do concur that this is key. This is crucial. If you want to see the Broncos turn this ship around with Drew Locke sooner than later, Elway's got to continue to hit in free agency and this draft. And he's on the right track, though. I mean, something we've been saying for months now, Chad, the Broncos have to operate this offseason with number three in mind. He is the most important priority. He is the biggest factor for the Broncos' success, not just for 2020, but for going forward for the next decade, perhaps. And they've so far, they've heeded that call. They got a backup quarterback, but not a guy who's going to take away uh, reps for him. going to bring competition, headlines, whatever. They got a Graham Glasgow to shore up his offensive line. They're going to go get a receiver in the draft. They are operating finally with a young franchise quarterback and doing everything they can to build him up and make him the guy. It is absolutely the right move. Guys, <clears throat> I, Drew Hollenbeck jumped in with a $50 donation on wow. Super Chat. Thank you, Drew. And the stream, I don't know if you can grab it, Zach, on oh. my side. Uh, the stream jumped, and so I'm not able to show the card, but I'm going to grab the question. I can I can grab it on YouTube, and, I mean, it's so – let me let me see if I can do – Yeah, I can't the, get it. Let me see, guys, if I can do this. Bear with me one second because the YouTube analytics allows us to – I hate not being able to vault our Super Chat uh, donations on the screen itself. So I'm going to do a little hack here, and I'm going to grab – there he is, Drew Hollenbeck, $50 donation. Drew, we love you, Thank buddy. You so love your profile Drew. picks. Psst, rocking that swag right here, guys. He says, like the moves we've made so far, still want a good cover linebacker, though, than linemen mm-hmm. and weapons in the draft. Zach, it's unbelievable the support we get from great listeners like Drew. It, I mean, there's nothing more we can say other than, guys, we just we appreciate it. It humbles us, and we love you. You're keeping the, the lights on, literally. You're keeping us afloat, and you're allowing us not only to, to keep coming at you guys, but also keep putting out the merchandise and having meetups like we planned and having all these big events. I mean, you guys are the catalyst for that. We are here to serve you, and we're just blown away by the support. Thank you, Drew, for that donation. He does bring up a great point, though. The Broncos have come up short on the athletic linebacker, the cover linebacker so far. You saw Corey Littleton sign with the Raiders, right? You saw mm-hmm. – where did Joe Schobert land? Just brain part of that, but he got picked up, and then of course Nick Kwiatkowski signed with the the Raiders. No, did they both? Did Littleton and Kwiatkowski sign yeah. with the Raiders? Good. Everyone signed with the Raiders. They raided Holy the Cowboys God. yesterday too. So where where does that leave the Broncos with regard to the off ball linebacker position? To me, it means they're probably going draft. Yeah, I, they can get by right now, as is Chad with Todd Davis and A.J. Johnson. It's not ideal. You want that cover linebacker. You don't want Todd Davis matching up with any running backs or tight ends. But they were never going to spend Corey Littleton money, which I believe was 12 a year, 36 over three years, something like that. It's a lot of money for an off-ball linebacker when they have needs elsewhere. As much as I wanted the guy, it was not too realistic. They're going to get that guy in the draft. They have Josie Jewell still, and I think it'll be like a platoon, a committee approach next to A.J. Johnson. And with Fangio's scheme... They'll be able to get by. Okay, guys, let me do this one more time because it skipped Stu. It skipped our Mount Rushmore number one, and it also uh, skipped James Dean. So bear with me one sec, guys. I'm going to do this one more time. Oh, the Jags. You can see there. That's where Schobert went, the Jags. Schobert, or uh, the Jags. Okay, all right. Uh, Let me grab uh, Stu here. Where'd he go? This way. Nope, this way. Hold on. Once, geez, tonight has been insane. You guys are phenomenal. Uh, today's the 18th. Here we go. Where'd he go? Chase, Juan. There he is. Stu. $50 donation. Man, yeah. Stu. You guys are blowing us away tonight. I the mean, president. unbelievable. President Stu. Stu. We, we, <laughs> from the top rope, Stu McPeak in the hizzy. Nice to hear something other than the virus talk 
Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Stu. Means the world to us. And James Dean, of course, also jumps in, and then I'll get us off this screen. These Facebook groups are out of line. Everyone is upset we aren't being after everybody available. I'm just glad we aren't making stupid signings. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, and and Stu, by the way, we hope you're – I wonder how much flying you've, you've been doing over this last week with regard to the way things are, are trending. But, yeah, I mean, I think, again – to, to what James pointed out there, Zach, I think fans kind of not so much settled down, but I think they started getting a little bit more excited after today's event. Yeah, again, they wanted the Broncos to go out and have instant gratification. They wanted all these different moves. They wanted them to be like the Raiders, but that never works out for a team. You don't win by signing players. You don't win by winning free agency. You win by winning the draft and by developing your own talent. So that's why the Broncos made a calculated decision to get Glasgow on day one and then kind of sit back and then pick and choose who they want. No one saw Jarrell Casey, Chad. Not you, not me, not most Broncos fans. It was an out-of-the-box move and they got him for a steal that's how Elway likes to operate at the very last second when you think he's sitting on his hands he strikes and he made a great great trade amen edward jumps in also from the top rope with a huge donation thank you wow. edward so i mean your your support has been so consistent and outgoing we love you bro we love the profile pic rocking the gear appreciate you my friend with wolf still on the market he says the longer he remains unsigned do you think the broncos bring him back for uh, cheap. Zach, this was something that we've written quite a bit about at milehighhuddle.com over the last three days. The longer this goes without Wolf getting locked up, the more I think it improves the odds. Does it guarantee it? Of course not. But the one thing helping the Broncos in this department is any outside team interested in signing Derek Wolf ostensibly is going to want him to pass a physical coming off that injury from last year, that elbow injury. And you can't do that right now. Teams are prohibited. Players are prohibited from traveling and doing any of that stuff. So that kind of keeps him in the Broncos' clutches if they want. It's a matter of with Derek Wolf, you got to find a contract that's going to make him happy and reward him for somewhat for what he's contributed to, to Broncos' canon up to this point. And then, of course, projecting ahead what he can do to continue. I mean, again, we're talking about the one player in Vic Fangio's scheme who took as far as the holdovers that took to that scheme the best last year. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I said this on the pod last time, and I tweeted this today. Every day that goes by, Chad, the value of Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris, for that matter, drops lower and lower. And if they continue negotiating, no one he doesn't find a home, doesn't find a suitor elsewhere, he can be signed for a fairly team-friendly deal. They can get him back on a two-year deal, maybe $8 million a season, low guarantees, highly incentivized. There's a really good chance, I feel like, that Derek Wolf is coming back. And pairing him with Jarrell Casey and Draymond Jones and Marcus Walker, that is a and Mike Purcell, who was tendered today, that is a really, really, really stout front line, and they can only add to it in the draft. So I, I like that pairing if they can get Wolf back. Not breaking the bank for a guy in his 30s who's injury-prone, doesn't last an entire season. You get him back on a team-friendly deal, you're going to do some damage. Larry Vaughn jumps in on YouTube. He said, I saw Chad say on Twitter something about Mike Daniels. Larry, that was me just simply responding to someone who had uh, mentioned me asking about whether or not Mike Daniels is someone the Broncos could or should consider. And my response, as you saw there, Larry, was as a if, you know as a free guy now, absolutely that's someone the Broncos should at least kick the tires on. We'll see what happens, Zach, with Derek Wolf. You don't want to have too many thirty-year-old defensive linemen at yeah. the end of the day because he's also thirty years old as Mike Daniels. But I would at least kick the tires and see what it would take to get him in town. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I think uh, I, I differ a little bit between Mike Purcell. If you get Derek Wolf back and Jarrell Casey and Draymond Jones, I think you're pretty much set. You can add a guy in the draft and, and, and go to work with them. Only so many spots to go around, Chad. Two starting positions and a nose tackle spot. So how much do you want to devote to one position? That's true. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Jake jumps in with a $5 donation on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Jake. Really liking our trades because they're durable starting players. If we can re-sign Wolf, we can get serious pressure on the quarterbacks with average corners. That's a good point, Jake. And one thing that occurred to me today, Zach, as I was doing a write-up when the Broncos re-signed Devontae Bosby, is if that indeed ends up being their trio of starting corners, and I'm talking A.J. Bouye, Bryce Callahan, and Devontae Bosby, It'll be three former college free agents all starting mm-hmm. for your Denver Broncos, which would be ironic based on – I think it would be kind of an oddly a, a, a tribute and a credit to what Chris Harris accomplished for the cor- for those type of cornerbacks coming out of college who don't get their name called on draft day. That's really interesting. I wonder if any other c- scenario has been like that for another team having three starting cornerbacks all undrafted guys. So that's uh, definitely a nice little footnote. I don't think they're done, though, in the secondary, Chad. I would like to add one more cornerback, if only because I don't want to rely on Yadam. I don't want to count that uh, Bryce Callahan's going to be 100% or anything you get out of him, to me, still a bonus. Until he's on the field improving himself, I'm still holding my breath on him. So Amukamar, Ronald Darby, Logan Ryan, one of those guys, or someone in the draft, they have to. You keep building up that secondary. I don't think they're done yet. Steven making up for lost time, dude. Wow. Steve, you are the man, brother. $50 donation this on Super crazy. Chat. Unbelievable That's- outpouring, you guys. Steve, that means the world to us, Thank my you. friend. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. You're rocking the gear like a like a true OG. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, I'm glad Drew Locke is factoring into free agents coming to Denver. We've heard it a few times now, Zach, that the, that the free agents in the trades, A.J. Bouye talked about it. Drew Locke is that five-game window and the swagger he had and wrapping on the sideline and just enjoying it, pure joy of playing the game of football, playing the quarterback position, almost similar to that joy Brett Favre played football with, that it's attractive to 
other veteran players. It's really good for the Broncos to have that tool back in the tool chest. You know, first of all, when we say thank you, it might come off disingenuous because we say it so often, but we really do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts, guys. Thank you so, so much. Even the non-donation, just your question, just interacting with you, we definitely appreciate everything. Uh, in terms of Drew Locke, though, the two most attractive qualities, Chad, from a free agent are a good coaching staff and a young franchise quarterback or a, a good quarterback. And the Broncos have both of those qualities right now with Drew Locke and Vic Fangio, and that is going to make them a free agent destination. And once this season rolls around, Chad, once they make the playoffs and they're back on the NFL map, everyone will want to come to Denver. Josh jumps back in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Josh. Thank you. Why didn't we trade a bag of chips for Nuck? You might <laughs> have to Hopkins. There we go. Oh, Nuke. Nuke. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Thank the football gods that we have Zach on this podcast with me sometimes <laughs> to interpret things. Appreciate you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder if the Broncos were even aware that, that DeAndre Hopkins was on the trading block. I, I mean, obviously, him and Cortland Sutton is just a nightmare for the rest of the NFL. But I'd still call about J.J. Watt, Chad. You never know. Maybe a bag of Doritos, Fritos, you know, Cheetos can get him in Denver. But we'll have to see. All right. Let's see if we can grab Joseph here. Jumps in. Super chat. $5 donation. Thank you, Thank Joseph. You means the world to us, my friend. He says, how much does losing Janovich hurt our running game? Casey is a beast, and I'm stoked to see him rushing at quarterbacks with Vaughn and Chubb. Hashtag Broncos country. Yeah, I mean, Nick and Carl spoke to the Janovich trade last night on building the Broncos, but our listeners haven't heard our take really yet on Janovich, and I think it was a topic or a possibility we we prepared our listeners for in terms of at least us talking about how it's hard to see his utility within the Pat Shermer offense, just because he never uses a fullback. He basically replaces the fullback with a third right. wide receiver. So the only real value that, that a guy like Jano was bringing to the table outside of his heart and leadership and intangibles from a tangible perspective was special teams. And Zach, that's not worth three years, 5.7 million that they paid him last fall. So unsurprising to see him get dealt. And at least he's going to a team in Cleveland where they could still be on the rise, and they got a young quarterback and an offense based on that West Coast Gary Kubiak zone blocking, needing that ISO blocker fullback to blow up linebackers. So happy trails. I think it was a good move for the Broncos to get anything in exchange for Jano and also yes. dump that salary. That was my point. I mean, a lot of Broncos fans were, were upset because it was a 2021 draft pick, but you're talking about a fullback. That's that's a dodo bird in today's NFL. It's a dying breed. As good as Jano was, it's not a, a fatal blow for Denver, nor is it a loss they can't overcome. I mean, he's a good fullback. He can catch. He can run. Good on special. He does it all, but Shermer wasn't going to use him. He wasn't going to be played, and why not? Why have that salary on the books? Why pay the guy to not play? To get a draft pick for him, the Broncos did very well, and you know what? In Enjoy Case Keenum, Janovich. That's reunited again. Indeed. Ariel jumps back in. Thank you, Ariel. $5 donation. Thank you. I'm finally getting my hat from the store, guys. We haven't really spent big money. Are the Broncos going for a big-time signing, and who? Well, by the way, when you once you get your hat, Ariel, make sure you hit us up and get us a selfie, and we will vault that on our social media, give you a shout-out, give you some love. I don't know that it's exactly fair to say the Broncos haven't made a big-time signing because they paid top of the line, top dollar to Graham Glasgow, Zach. So, yeah. you know, as far as a splashy non-offensive lineman, because let's face it, offensive linemen don't get 
fan, most fans up out of bed in the morning, right? That's not what's exciting and motivating fans and getting them to tune in. Some, some of the most hardcore, absolutely, but it's not the most exciting, sexy position. Let's face it. However, I don't think it's quite fair, Zach, to say the Broncos haven't spent big money yet because that was $44 million over four years, top of the line, offensive line, interior contract. He's now a top five, top six, top seven player at his position in the league. And not to mention, you know, they brought along Jarrell Casey. That was he's a multiple-time Pro Bowler. They got a cornerback one in AJ Boye, who was among the best at his position a few seasons ago. The Broncos have invested, and they took on both of those salaries. Chad, that's thirteen for Boye. I believe it was over twelve in that range for Jarrell Casey, which still is cheaper than DJ Reader would have been. So the Broncos are handing out money. They're just doing it in different ways. They're acquiring those contracts instead of cutting checks. Same difference, same result, and they're getting the same players. So I just they're. They're always aggressive. and I never consider their inactivity non-aggressive. It's just calculated and deliberate the same way Elway likes to operate every single offseason. Well said. And also the way Luke explained it, cerebral. You gotta, I think you got to be stoked that Elway's not handing out, you know, dropping, making it rain here on in free agency. Like he's, he's paid out, as Zach's talked about, day one, went out and got his guy that he felt like the team really needed, that interior linchpin. And then it's kind of been sit back, make what deals you can, get what guys you can. And I think it's going to continue to pay dividends for the team. Terry jumps in, $5 donation. Up in Thank Canada, you, loving the uh, the profile pic on YouTube, Terry. You know, we appreciate you. And still think we should sign Michael Pierce. Pierce has gone to the Vikings, oh, yeah. right? Yep. So unfortunately, my friend, that ship sailed. But he says, glad to see Elway spending on defense with picks, not Money, hashtag football priest. You, you prove each and every podcast, Terry, whether it's Huddle Up, whether it's Building the Broncos, whether it's Dove Valley Deep Divers, you prove that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is, in fact, a state of being. It's wherever you are as a dedicated fan of the Denver Broncos. Your thoughts to what Terry's saying there about Elway's spending on D? Well, the thing is, what I like about Jarrell Casey so much, he can play all over the line, Chad. Three technique, one technique, five technique, you can put him on nose tackle, and they brought back Purcell. So I'll take Purcell and Jarrell Casey over another player, like a uh, Michael Pierce, like a Linval Joseph, like a Javon Hargrave. They save money. They got it. They got it, Jarrell Casey, Chad, for a seventh-round draft pick, a multiple-time Pro Bowler, one of the best, most underrated defenders in the entire NFL. I love that move so much, and you add into it, the Draymond Joneses, the the Demarcus Walkers, the Mike Purcells—that is a, just a stout defensive line with those players. Then you add in maybe Derek Wolf, maybe maybe Shelby Harris, if not Derek Wolf. It's just um, it's a good collection of versatile, uh, position flexible players. All right, I think the comment stream unfortunately didn't. For, you know, it's it's a double edged sword because we love the engagement, we love the conversation, we love all the comments, but sometimes it makes it hard for us to keep up. Uh, Ariel jumps back in. He says, my Broncos friends all know this pod. Hashtag state of being $2. Appreciate you. Thank you. That means the world, Ariel. I mean, that's, those are small things. I mean, you you don't have to be a super chat, superstar listening, contributing to the conversation, organically helping the show, telling your friends, telling your family, share it out on social media. There's so many ways and our listeners, Zach, they go to great lengths to support the cause and what we're doing here. And that's why I'm saying, I mean, just comments like that, not, not the donation, just the comments like that, the uh, the commitment you guys show to us and the dedication and tuning in with us every week. That is what we appreciate the most, and that's why we do it. We love interacting with Broncos country. Okay, let's see what we got here from our friend Jeff Cohen. He says, I believe that's still, yeah, it's Jeff Cohen. How are you guys feeling at 15? Do you think Elway goes after rugs, or does he get 
or he gets bumped for Simmons. Hmm. You know, honestly, up to this point, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play this out in my head. I don't think it's really changed so much the draft up to this point in terms of what they do in the first round. I still think the Broncos, I mean, they haven't signed a receiver and there are some fast vertical deep threat types out there on the market or that have been available on the market. We've already mentioned one of them and Robbie Anderson, which neither myself nor Zach, or I think Luke cared to see come to to the mile high city, but there are other guys like Paul Richardson and uh, the kid from uh, Chicago, Taylor Gabriel got, uh, released a couple weeks ago. There are some options, but the Broncos haven't moved on that in free agency, which tells me, Zach, they're probably still thinking rugs or the next best wide receiver at pick 15. I might be reading it into a little too much, though, but the two positions the Broncos haven't addressed in free agency, Chad, are receiver and offensive tackle. And those are the same positions we were always projecting the Broncos to go in round one. So if that holds up, none of the moves they made, Chad, changed my mind. It's either going to be a receiver in round one or an offensive lineman in round one. Probably not a tackle now, probably not a center now. Uh, excuse me, a guard or a center, maybe a tackle, maybe a receiver. But what they've done so far hasn't changed, I think, how they'll operate at 15. And again, Jeff, thank you for the super chat, man. That means the yes, world to us. Thank you. Frolicious Seven wants to know is there going to be 17 games? And he's talking about super chat freeze, and I'm not sure. 17 games, Zach. Last I heard on this subject is that begins 2021. Am I mistaken on that? Have you heard different? I thought that uh, was this year. It went into effect for 2020. I might be wrong, though. We'll do some research on it, see if we can't Google it, come back to you, talk to some people. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll oh. revisit that. What I was thinking, maybe the the playoff seeding was this year. The seventeen playoff seeds, maybe, and then the seventeen game seventeen game schedule was next year. I think that's what it is for twenty twenty one. I that's yeah, that's exactly what I heard. We'll we'll uh, ask around and see what we can find on that for Alicious. Um, But I think what Zach just said: playoffs getting expanded this year, seventeenth mm-hmm. game coming twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Goodness gracious, Miss Christie jumps in. Wow. Top row, Thank you. showing That's everyone how it's I'm done. talking about. Thank you, Thanks, Christy. Christy. Yeah, it's just it's so unbelievable the outpouring you guys yes. are showing. I mean, and gals, of course, Christy, we appreciate you so much. You uh, you mean the world to the community at Mile High Huddle community, and it's just it's great to have you here and being a part of it and contributing. We love you. Thank you so much, Christy. We appreciate it every single time. Thank you. She says lots of news today. Thanks for keeping us in the know. Of course. I mean, I don't know about you, Zach, but I've been chomping at the bit to get on here and talk to our listeners after basically sitting on our hands for the last two days with all this stuff happening in Broncos country. And, of course, it goes down yesterday, Chad, when we're off, like usual, like clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could have moved the scheduling around and front-loaded the week with the Huddle Up Pod. Excuse me. But that wouldn't exactly been fair to to Nick and Carl who have their dates and they move their life around to be able to do Tuesday nights. So anyway, Angela jumps in, super chat <clears throat> up in Canada, $14 donation. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. That is so awesome. Appreciate it. Two ladies showing how it's done on super chat back to back. She says, late today, do we have a solid backup right tackle yet? I don't trust James. Zach, <clears throat> the backup now is Elijah Wilkinson, until the Broncos make another addition. They haven't, as Zach mentioned just a few minutes ago, no offensive tackle. Graham Glasgow is a guard or a center. I, Jake Rogers was tendered, I believe, though, so they have him in the fold. They brought they, they brought him back, Chad, right, on the tender? Um, Rogers? I, 
I think he was under contract. I didn't see that he was specifically tendered, but either way, he's coming back. He's yeah. he's going to be on this team in 2020. Hopefully he's not the backup guy, though. They still need, if not a starter, a, a quality backup they can build around. They haven't had it for, for multiple seasons now. And I don't like Elijah Wilkinson being that right guard and being the swing guy at the same time because then you're just you're uh, chancing two spots. And let's face it, he just that's not his back. Right. He's, he's a better guard than he is a tackle by leaps and bounds. All right, let's get some of these questions here. Uh, we don't want to neglect those of you listening who are just putting in your questions and your comments and engaging in the conversation. Kevin G on YouTube says, how do you feel about Brady not being in the AFC anymore, facing the Broncos at least once every year? It kind of shook out to be once a year, but um, yeah, this he's, year he's, he's going to be a Tampa Bay buck. Zach, what's, what's your reaction to him going down there and joining Bruce Arians in Florida? Well, the Broncos will play the Bucks this year, so that's pretty interesting. And and also the fact, you know, he has two really good wide receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a good tight end in O.J. Howard, a great coaching staff with Bruce Arians. It's interesting. I always pegged him to be with the, the Raiders or the Chargers. I thought those were the biggest landing spots. I never thought he'd leave New England. It's just, it's very weird for me to see. It's like when Favre left Green Bay. It's like when Manning left Indianapolis. When these legends change hats, it's so surreal to see, but... Um, it's it's a last ditch move by the Bucks to win a title, and I think a last ditch move by Brady to prove that it wasn't all Bill Belichick, it wasn't all the system. He is on his own the goat. Only Peyton Manning has won a Super Bowl for two different NFL teams. Brady's going to try and match that. <clears throat> you can't put anything past him, but he's going to be forty three this year. I'll believe that when I see it. Peyton Manning, when he retired, was approaching 40. You got to remember, when the Broncos went out and and signed Peyton Manning, recruited him to Denver, he was 36 turning 37. That's a far cry, Zach, from 42 right. turning 43. So, And, you know, Tom Brady's got great health and is the way he maintains and manages his body. Who knows how long he can end up playing, but I don't see it lasting much longer than two years. Jordan wants to know, anything happening with Shelby Harris? feel like I haven't heard anything about him. You're not wrong, Jordan. No movement in terms of a, a deal. He's been tangentially tied to different teams. I heard Detroit. I heard Indianapolis. And then Indy made those moves to yeah. the Forrest Buckner and whatnot. But he's still out there. He and Derek Wolf are both still out there. Connor McGovern, of course, signed with the New York Jets. Adam Gase got Connor. And uh three-year deal, $27 million, if I'm not mistaken. So he got himself a nice payday. And other than that, you still got Harris, Wolf, um, Will Parks, right? Will Parks hasn't been signed yet. So that's who's homegrown guys that are still available. Casey Kreider as well. Yeah, and just, just as James Dean says on the bottom, no news is good news for Shelby Harris. A any day that goes by, the minute that goes by, it's driving his cost down. He might come back to Denver for a, a deal that's below $10 million per season. He's not going to get what DJ Reader got, what some of these other linemen are getting. As much as I like the guy, I just think there's a reason why he's still on the open market. Indy was his landing spot, but that obviously went away. Like what Chad said, they got to Forrest Buckner. All quiet as far as I know. We can't neglect our great listeners on Twitter, on Periscope. Uh, Pickle in, multi, many numbers there. Says, hey, fellas, with all that's unfolded so far, who do you have in mind for our first pick? I think we touched on that a little bit in terms of I don't think anything has happened to move the Broncos off wide receiver in round one. But it wouldn't – again, that's not my first recommendation to this club. My recommendation is in a deep class, get somebody else in the first round, even if you got to move up – trade up with one of those third-round picks, move up, grab an Isaiah Simmons if you can, or whoever non-wide receiver blue-chip guy, 
and grab a LaVisca Chenault in round two or a Jalen Rager or uh, Denzel Mims. There are yeah. going to be so many options, even on day two, Zach. It's ridiculous. I'm with you in the sense that this is a historically deep draft class. The Broncos can get a, a starter probably in round three even, but if they don't sign a receiver by the draft, they're pretty much showing their hand. That's where they're going to go, if not the first round, then by the second round. I still think it goes receiver and then offensive tackle. They're two, top two targeted spots in the draft, but things can and probably will change between now and late April. Okay, let me make sure I'm not missing anybody here. As we start getting a little bit long on time, we got to start winding her down. And remember, guys, we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag, <clears throat> our favorite pod of the week, even though this pod so far has been pretty dang special. Edward jumps back in with another donation. Thank, Thank you, Edward. Edward. After all the trades and signings, how and after we cut Flacco, how much will we have? Okay. I'm not sure on this. I've, I've seen re- conflicting reports. I've heard that it's around $20 million, I've been told. But I'm not sure on that when I do the math myself. Some of these contracts, you don't know how the payments are deferred in terms of how they're hitting the cap. Right. Now, I've talked to uh, our Mile High Huddle's cap guy. Uh, Bob is going to Bob Morris is going to put an article out here, hopefully tonight, sometime later tonight, hopefully, that we can, A, get to the bottom of it, let you know what, what the cap situation is for the Broncos three days into this week as it stands, and then use that as an article that you can bookmark and kind of update throughout the next week or so as the Broncos continue to make moves, Zach. But that's what I've heard is it's around 20. And then with Flacco, Chris reported today that he's going to either be traded or released by the end of the week. Let's face it. Nobody's trading for that albatross of a contract coming off a neck injury. So, yeah, he's going to be gone, and that means unless they make him a post-June 1st designation, that immediately frees up $10 million on their on their cap. Yeah, what I'm excited about when the, the the deals start leaking is seeing how Rich Rotato structured these contracts. It's seeing what differentiate himself from Mike Sullivan. And I think that's the reason why the Broncos hired him is because he wanted to defer payments down the line, less guaranteed money, things that won't torpedo the Broncos' salary cap. Not a lot of dead money. They're still they paid Case Keenum last year. I think it was seven or eight million dollars. That's where they want to change it up this offseason. So I'm excited to see what Bob has to say as well. I'll be reading that article too. All right, let's grab James here, jumping back in. So consistent, a bona fide superstar on Super Thank you, James. Thank you, James. What people aren't seeing is that is what these signings say about Drew Locke. They are setting their cap and contracts perfect for an expected payday for Locke. That's a fair point that, you know, some of these contracts, I don't know that they're necessarily doing that with Locke's future payday in mind. I, we'll see. The soonest Drew Locke can get an extension, James, is, let's see, 19, 20, 2021, I think going into the soonest is 2022, right? Or am I wrong mm. on that? As a second round pick, you can't extend him till I believe it's 20, 2021 at the soonest. Worst case scenario. So that's still another this offseason. Next, no, it's 2022. I'm pretty sure is that. Oh, well, they have to put away money too for Cortland Sutton. Philip Lindsay might get a contract relatively soon. And also uh, Justin Simmons. I mean, just because they tagged him doesn't mean they're going to stop negotiating. He needs a long-term deal. So it's it's a valid point. They need to put some money aside for a rainy day and to be able to pay their own guys. Don't look for the Broncos to spend every cent they have, even if or when they get rid of Joe Flacco. They have to set some money aside for their own in-house guys. T. Dizzle on YouTube. What do you guys think of getting Brashad, Brashad Perriman from the Bucks? Good speed receiver to no. compliment Sutton. Good show, guys. Thank T, you. Thanks. Appreciate the the uh, comment and the question there. I mean, it would be a solid if unspectacular ad. He did show some signs last year in, in playing with Jameis Winston in that Bruce Arians offense. But still, 
third fiddle to those two phenomenal wideouts down there in Tampa Bay. Nevertheless, it wouldn't surprise me to see a guy like him be brought in on an extremely team-friendly deal, but I'm not clamoring to get a, a pairman in Denver, Zach. I, everyone knows my stance. I'm not going to spend a penny on any veteran wide receiver. This draft class is is super, super deep. You can get a guy for a fraction of the cost and twice the talent. So I'm just going in that route. You don't need two speed demons. You have a solid receiving core. Otherwise, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, you need that wide receiver too. That will come in the draft. No veteran receivers. Christy says, I'm ready for Flacco to fly to the Eagles. Yes, me too. That'd be nice. Hey, if he's willing to restructure his deal – there are teams out there that are quarterback desperate for that veteran fail-safe backup teacher guy. Understood quarterback. <laughs> right. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Understood backup. How's that? Understood elite quarterback. Sorry. But there are there are teams out there, if money weren't a consideration in terms of a contract that they'd be obligated to pay, if they could negotiate their own deal with Flacco, there probably would be a small handful of teams willing to at least talk to the Broncos. So, But I just don't see – if I don't see Flacco budging on that, if if you're gonna, if he's gonna end up having to negotiate anyway, then you know what, you don't want to pay me, Denver, just cut me, and then I can go out and freely negotiate with who I want. I can put in a claim to to you know try and make you pay an injury settlement, and then still go have my cake, go eat it in Philadelphia. Evan jumps in, two dollar donation. Thank you, Thank Evan. you, Evan. If we cut Joe Flacco in June, can we use available cap now? My understanding, and here's a disclaimer, everything I'm about to tell you is based on what I've learned from reading the works of Bob Morris and guys like Nick Corte my under, of OverTheCap.com. My understanding, Zach, is that on the post-June 1st designation, it actually frees up more, double almost what it's going to free up if they just cut him in the present, frees up $10 million today. If they make him a post-June 1st designation, it frees up double that. The catch, though, you can't use it till after June 1st. Yeah, that's it's the catch twenty two for the Broncos, and I think they uh, will will get that money now. They need the money just for another couple free agents for the rookie class, maybe to pay Justin Simmons. So I, I don't think they're gonna if they can avoid it. I don't think they're gonna wait and have that money for later on. I think they're gonna want it now. But either way, the end result is Joe Flacco being off the roster, and that's something we can all celebrate in these times. James, is the, are you the same James from uh, the Mile High Huddle Super Fan uh, Facebook group? I'm just curious. Same name. Makes a makes the point that we just did. Thanks, James, for clarifying that in the comment stream. If you are that, James, let me know, buddy. Um, William, it's all good, dude. We love you. We appreciate the support. Yeah, that's just having you here is what matters to us, my brother. All right, let's see what else we got here, guys, and then we gotta hop on out for tonight. Uh, let's see here what Dylan has to say, real quick on YouTube. Guys, why do people say that offensive linemen aren't an attractive position when they're one of the most important players on the field? No protection, no lock. Dylan, while that's a completely fair point from a football perspective, and as two football guys, we're not going to debate that at all, right? We're talking about what I was saying earlier is I'm talking about surface fans, not so much surface fans. That's the wrong way to say it. The average fan is the best way to say it. It just doesn't get them excited talking about offensive line unless maybe Zach it's a offensive tackle. Like a people were pretty excited by Juwan James getting signed last fall or last mm-hmm. spring, or and unless it's a homegrown offensive lineman getting paid. Like if Connor McGovern would have got signed, you know, extended by the Broncos, I think you would have seen fans get pretty excited about that. But absolutely, offensive line building block. I mean, an offense only goes so far as that offensive line, and the same goes for Drew Locke. 
Yeah, I think you nailed it, Chad. I think the casual kind of fan doesn't really care about offensive linemen. It's not seen as a sexy position, but I think the hardcore or advanced NFL fan would see that a, a left tackle specifically, a blindside left tackle protector is the second most valuable spot position behind franchise quarterbacks. So offensive line for sure is important because it's not going to matter who Locke has in his receiving core. It's not going to matter who lines up next to him if he doesn't have the protection. So that's why it's paramount. They get Glasgow. That's why they're paramount. They build up the nest around number three. I don't know, Yordi, what Darius Slay said. Fill us in on that, guys. I just did a Google, and I just don't have time to research it myself on Google. Um, but, yeah, if he said something controversial or about the Broncos, tell us in the comments here. We'll grab Big Bad Wolf 07. $10 donation on oh, Super thank Chat. You. Thank you, Big Bad Wolf. Uh, love to see that we resigned the boss, Devontae Bosby. Thanks to you guys for the excellent job you do getting us displaced fans, Broncos content from a diehard Denver fan since 87, who has lived in Connecticut since 81, surrounded by Pat's <laughs> garbage. You know what's funny about that, Big Bad Wolf? My first memory as a football fan, let alone the Broncos, was the 87, well, technically the Super Bowl was in 88, but from that 87 season when the Broncos played the Washington Redskins in the Super Bowl, and, of course, got out to a little bit of a lead and then lost that. And Doug Williams and uh, Timmy Smith had those big games. That's my first football memory. That was in February or end of January, whatever the actual date was, of 88, but still that 87 season. But thank you for the donation, my friend. Yeah, appreciate it. Means the world. All right, guys. Let me just make sure we're not missing anybody. Uh, bear with us one sec here. Here's Timothy tries, <clears throat> trying to clarify for us. 17 games next year, one non-conference, uh, division four games, one conference division four games, six divisional games, and then currently one more game from an odd division and one from the other odd division. Where do you take the 17th game from? Oh, so I'm not clarifying, asking questions. Don't know, buddy. Don't know, my friend. We'll uh, have to research that one. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Zach. I haven't spent a ton of time reading up on that new CBA. I was just glad to see it get done. You know, I read a couple of articles from some of the national guys who've been involved in the negotiations and all that. Uh, but some of the finer points in minutia, I haven't researched myself. Yeah, it got lost in the fray. That's why, because when it was passed and then the legal tampering period opened and all these moves started getting made. So I'm right there with you. I haven't had a chance to sit down and study the, the finer points of the new CBA. All right, guys. Last one here. <clears throat> James, it is. Uh, says, I really like the idea of trading for Curtis Samuel. Think he could provide that useful yak element this offense needs. What would you give up, and do you think he would be worth it? I don't love the idea. Depends on cost, to be honest with you, James. Uh, did I miss something, or they did they put him on the block, Zach? Did I miss I, that? Not that I know. I mean, they have a new coaching I mean, staff there, and they have McCaffrey, and Samuel is one of their biggest weapons. I don't see why they trade him. And he was the second-round pick, what, two years ago? So mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Schuler, Boveas, Nikhil. Sorry if I – Butchered your name, my friend. $8 donation. Appreciate that. He says, I hope Locke lights up uh, Chris Harris. We have a guaranteed two long touchdowns versus the Chargers next year. <laughs> Over the top. Quick question. Are we worried about the Raiders? They made moves. Look, no. there are teams that win free agency each and every spring. Very rarely do those teams that win free agency end up, does that shake out or correspond to the win-loss in the standings? Zach, Cleveland Browns are a great example of that last year. 
The only player that I like the Raiders added was Corey Littleton. I mean, this the commitment to mediocrity. They signed Jeff Heath to be their starting, or I'm assuming starting safety. Jeff Heath, he makes Raheem Moore look competent. That should tell you all you need to know about the Raiders' intentions. They like to throw money at players, and that's not the way they're going to win a title. They're not going to come close to it like the last two decades. By the way, Justin, he said, jumps in $5 donation. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. He says, get my hoodie tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. Great content as always. Love you, bros. Hashtag football priest. Enjoy and it. And he's rocking that that uh, profile pic. We got that. We retweeted it when you sent it to us on uh, on Twitter. And then it will also go up on Mile High Huddle uh, Instagram. So look for that, Justin, here in the very near future. We appreciate you more than we can possibly say. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, Christy's making a point here. The 2020 season will look familiar. Four preseason games, 16 regular season games. The league will add a wild card team to each conference, meaning there will be two extra games on wild card weekend. And that starts in 2020. So the 17th season comes in, or 17th game in the season comes in 2021. Black Knight just jumps in, showing love on Super Chat. Thank you. Black Knight, that means the world to us. We appreciate you, brother. It's good to see you on here. All right, one more, and then we got to get out of here that I – Want to make sure I don't scroll past. James jumps in. Christy makes Tom Brady's girl look like a scrub. Hey, that's very uh, that's very kind of you. Uh, all right, guys, that's got to do it for today. We're uh, we're running long here, approaching the hour. Zach, have we missed anything from these moves? I I just want to highlight this real quick. Slace yeah. congratulated Desmond Trufant on the contract with Detroit and said this will speed up my trade. Ah. Let me ask you guys, do you want that type of player on the Broncos? Would you want to give up a high round draft pick and pay him a big salary for that type of attitude? Same reason I don't want Stephon Diggs, same reason I don't want Darius Slay. That should show you all you need to know about Darius Slay. He's Chris Harris Jr. 2.0 and I think not as talented. Fair point, you guys. Fair point. Careful what you wish for. I don't think that's a move getting made by your Denver Broncos, but at this stage with how much – I mean, Elway's actually made more. Let's see. Let me add it up. Let me run Let me run this by you guys real quick. Three trades, right? A.J. Bouye, uh, Jarrell Casey, and then he dealt Andy Janovich. So there's three trade transactions. Signed Graham Glasgow. Signed Jeff Driscoll. That's one that we didn't talk about, Zach. The Broncos got their backup quarterback in Jeff Driscoll, ex-Detroit Lion, ex-Cincinnati Bengal, and ex-San Francisco 49er. Um, let's see. Resigned Devontae Bosby. So actually, in terms of outside additions, they've, they've traded two away – or excuse me, they've acquired two via trade, traded one away, and then made two. So more trades, Zach, than outside additions. Yeah, and when you consider they tagged Justin Simmons, they they tendered Mike Purcell. I mean, uh, the, the the Elway has been fairly good at taking care of his own guys and outside guys as well. So it's a balanced approach to the offseason. All right, guys. As always, thank you so much for joining us tonight and making this just a fun conversation that we honestly wish could never end. Like, we, would, if we could, we'd hang out here with you guys all day long. But then you would get sick of us. So that's probably better that we uh, things are structured that the way that they are. Guys, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. While you're at it, make sure you're following the main account, at Mile High Huddle. And my partner here, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And uh, before I forget, quick reminder, make sure you listen to that segment with Luke on Cecil Lammy's show tonight, 830 uh, Mountain Time. 
I'm sure it'll be a great conversation. Those guys uh, really roll up their sleeves and, and deep dive on your Denver Broncos. Here's what to expect, guys. We're, we're going to be back in the saddle tomorrow night, Thursday night, 6.15 Mountain, 8.15 Eastern, to basically recap the entire week. It'll be the last time you guys will hear from us till Sunday. So until then, Zach, have a good night, my brother. You as well and everyone else. Uh, I think we'll get one more move, though, Chad, between now and our pod tomorrow night. So more to talk about and our favorite pod of the week, which is the mailbag. Yep. So see you guys then. If we missed your question today, we'll get it tomorrow. We'll do our best to get everyone's questions tomorrow as, as best we can. And mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars. We love you guys. For Zach, I'm Chad. Talk to you tomorrow night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.